Welcome back to the Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on with Chizo and Pistol. Back off uh, being managed last week. Pistol, how are you going there, champion? Yeah, feeling refreshed and looking forward to the pod. Got it. Got some uh, extra running legs for this week coming into the uh, the finals, mate? Um, let's say yes. Let's go with that. Well, I've pretty much just uh, got the extra uh, running the legs to the bar because uh, I'm just watching uh, everyone else in the finals this year. I just basically have nothing to do on Supercoach anymore. Well, I'm glad you admitted it first because I didn't quite make finals in all leagues but one, but I uh, safe to say I was quickly eliminated last week. So I pretty much came last in every league. <laughs> <laughs> How many donuts did you have last week? Um, I did have two. And I'm counting Hamelman as a donut because he just never scores <laughs> just a rolling a donut because he just rolls around on the ground. He's not he's not <laughs> a great scorer. He wasn't good cover. Um, yeah, Marcus Adams has really crueled my season by not actually being cover, and that's just been been very bad. Yeah, I hope uh, hope Jackson didn't listen to you on that one, mate. I hope nobody listened to that. <laughs> um, yeah, basically, uh, I just uh, just used a trade to move uh, Delidio to Dalhouse, mate. How do you feel about that? What is a trade? <laughs> what do you mean? You can like move a player to like a separate player you don't have in your team? How did you do that? I've no idea. I don't. I don't have any of those magic beans. <laughs> you and Houston have already spent all those magic beans. I hope you don't run into some cartage in finals. Oh, in finals. That's all right. <laughs> Don't have to worry about that. Oh, mate, let's jump straight into the teams, mate. There's been a, a few happy inclusions, I think, this week. We've finally got a... Um, I'll let you take the first game, seeing as your boys again. They've got another Friday night game. They were a Friday night game last time we did the podcast. Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, it's they were Friday night Collingwood. last week. Collingwood always get the bloody good fixtures and games. I think Eddie Maguire's got his hand in the honeypot. No, it's because we play a very, very exciting brand of football. Didn't you watch last Friday night's game? Oh, with like all of your good players, all of your good midfielders running off half back when the game was there to be won. <laughs> I actually uh, missed most of the game as well because the trains were all delayed. So I ended up only being able to arrive in the second quarter. And I'm pretty sure I only saw Collingwood kick two goals after I turned up. So yeah, not a good night for me or for Collingwood. So you're basically saying it was your fault they lost? Um, Yes. That were going really well before you turned up. I'm I'm going again this week, so if I get get there on time, don't expect Collingwood to turn up. All right, jump into the uh, Bulldogs and Collingwood uh, uh, teams there, mate. Well, Suckling is a big inclusion for some super coaches who have them on their bench, like me. Um, so he'll be playing, which is good news. For Collingwood, there's some massive news again with Travis Cloak being dropped. That I'm not sure how we're going to recover. Mason Cox is also out, uh, so people who need him to cover... Maybe Sam Jacobs no longer have that option. And the big ins, uh, Tom Phillips really is the major in for Collingwood, finally rewarding those that kept him all this time. And uh, you had to hold on to him just basically because you had no choice. Basically, yes. But I should mention <laughs> that uh, Scott Pendlebury has been named uh, and named on board, but I'm still not 100% convinced that he won't be a laid out, so watch his space. Yeah, the best thing being at a Friday night game uh, that we'll know before lockout whether he's going to actually play or not. Yeah, and I think everyone will be keeping a keen eye on their Twitter feed when it comes through. And uh, we'll try and keep you up to date, just like we did with uh, the Daniel Wells post, just to make sure that everyone knows what's going on. <laughs> that's probably not bring up the Daniel Wells post. That was uh, That's the commentator's fault. They, they said he was out to Buckley. It was so BT, like, wasn't it? I bet it was BT. 
No, they they went up to Bucks and they were like, "Do you know Daniel Wells is out?" So when we hear that, we're like, "All right, well, Daniel Wells is out," oh, but they were wrong. Dear. So yeah, can't uh, trust all in good fun. This is this is going to be a good game. I, I like you guys again against the doggies. Ah, uh, I don't think anybody likes us. We're not playing very good football. <laughs> we're not going to kick any goals when Cloak's out. <laughs> Oh, I love Stir anyway. Um, yeah, good to have Tom Phillips back. Finally having some midfield bench cover is uh, a good feeling. Um, we'll jump into the next game, Lions and Carlton. Another absolute blockbuster. Um, not many uh, changes uh, relevant to Supercoach. The big one being Stefan Martin has finally been included for those that have him and for those that have him at R3 like Chizo. Um, it's uh, a welcome relief for those that have had to be playing uh, Naismith and Mason Cox and that in the meantime. Um other than that, not many uh, interesting changes. We'll jump into the Hawks and Kangaroos there, mate. I should should ask you, what do you think of Archie Smith being named alongside uh, Stefan Martin? Archie Smith's being named in the spot because Shaki is uh, out. So do you think he'll be playing a bit of ruck and taking some, some valuable ruck time off Stefan Martin? Um, I don't think Archie Smith is all that of a worry to Steph Martin. Steph Martin doesn't get any of his points from being a ruckman really to be honest he gets them as more playing the the on ball kind of position so as he's roaming around the ground um, the only thing he's probably going to miss out on is a couple taps in the center of the ground and that's not where he gets his points from anyway yep there we go good news yeah uh jump into the hawks and the ruse there mate not many notable outs for hawthorne i think the big inclusion is james frawley back in the back line uh, <laughs> is He's there, but really Ryan Burton will make his debut for those looking for randomly a downgrade option. Other than that, no big news with uh, Kangaroos dropping Ryan Clark and Brad McKenzie, so two more rookies. And Hansen comes back. I think he's only played one game for the year, so good to see him back out there. And the tripod comes back in, which is good to see. Yeah, Robin Nahas <laughs> makes his way on the, to the field. <laughs> Um, Goldstein finally coming into a little bit of form um, with some good scores uh, in the last couple of weeks, 127 last round, so that's good to see. Um, I finally have the courage to keep him on ground over Steph Martin, Pistol. That's, uh, I can't even uh, imagine having that dilemma every week. <laughs> Uh, we'll jump into the Giants and West Coast. This is going to be a cracker game at Spotless Stadium. Uh, a few changes, nothing really super coach relevant. Um, Dylan Shield comes back in for those that have him in the midfield. And Matt Kennedy getting another game, the uh, the Academy rookie from last year. What do you think about Heath Shaw, Pistol? He's, he's really not been going all that strongly of late. He, I think you were saying uh, before the pod, he's had uh, something like seven of, the, of his first 11 scores were above 120. But now in his last five, is averaging 88.6. Yes, he hasn't been good at all. It, it was seven. He went on a in a 11 game uh, period. He had seven scores above 120. So he was on a massive streak, and I think he was averaging like 140 or so in that that, that time. And now he's just gone to poo pretty much. Well, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a stat here. Cade Simpson is now averaging higher than him for the season. That's for those that picked up Cade right at the beginning. I commend you. I know people were uh, scared that he was too old and Carlton were too bad, but he's really proved the doubt is wrong. Yeah, exactly right. Um, we'll uh, jump into the next game here. Um, we've got Port and Melbourne, which should be another decent contest. Yeah, really, again, no super coach relevant changes. Uh, I think Max Gorn against Matthew Lobie is just going to destroy him. So if you've got. <laughs> Got the big VC or C, I think uh, you're going to have to be putting it on Big Maxi Gone. Yeah, he's 
absolutely in beast mode. Um, 160-odd last week, 168. He's coming up against the power who have Trengrove and Loby, so they're basically conceding that they don't have a Ruckman, and he's away from home not playing at the MCG. So he's basically guaranteed another 150 score. Well, it is interesting that they chose this game to bring in uh, Matthew Loby. So they actually do have a Ruck, but it's Matthew Loby. So it's not a, It's going to be a hard introduction back to... This is AFL team for Matthew Lobie right up against Max Gorn, first came back. And it's interesting that we've had quite a few teams in the past, um, like Collingwood or Sydney, that tried to triple team Max Gorn and still got outplayed. Yeah, so, yeah, pretty pretty safe VC, I think. Yeah, I, I probably would have just gone with, if I was Port Adelaide, just kept Lobie out and gone with another runner because um, Max Gorn's going to ruck pretty much all day and they're basically just conceding one runner down on Melbourne. Yep. I think that's what I would do as well, uh, Coach Chizo. Yeah, exactly right. We'll jump into the uh, Saints and Sydney Swans game. Uh, nothing really super coach relevant. Um, Paddy McCann comes in for Luke Dunstan, who's out with a shoulder. Saints chasing uh, a better draft pick, you think, there, Pistol? Oh, <laughs> very well. It's very possible. But, look, you've got to get games into the youngsters. Gets to play on some uh, quality defenders when you're playing against Swans. So, yeah, it's going to be a good lesson for McCartan. It's good to see him back out there after getting his head knocked off so many times. It's going to be interesting what the odds are on Sportsbet, whether he's going to get knocked out in the first or second half. I think it's favourite in the first half, but <laughs> you know, there's there's value to be had. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much a, a nothing game, Supercoach-wise. Sydney Swans midfielders actually uh, put on some big numbers the last couple of weeks. Uh, Hannah's bounced back after being pretty disappointing lately with a 136. Uh, still with a uh, five-round average of 106. Uh, do you think that he's uh, an interesting kind of uh, VC or, or maybe a captaincy option against the Saints, Pistol? I think it's a risky option. I'm not sure how he's going to go away from the SCG, as yep. with all of the Swans midfielders. I think Luke Parker might be a safer bet. Just got a gut feeling about that. Um, no real stats to back it up. Saints at Eddie had Stadium actually quite good as well. So it may be a little bit closer than people are expecting. I don't think it will be a massive blowout, although I do expect Swans to win comfortably. Yeah, it'll be interesting with Tom Mitchell getting a, a tour of the facilities, trying to figure out whether he wants to go to Hawthorne or Carlton next year. So if he likes Eddie had Stadium, he might just decide to, decide to stay there after round 21. No, oh, let's hope none of the good players go to Hawthorne because I can't bear, this, bear the thought of that. <laughs> Jump into the next game, another blockbuster, Essendon and the Suns at Etihad Stadium on Sunday, mate. So quite a few changes, actually, for both the teams. It is a Sunday game, so extended bench does come into play here. But Brendan Goddard is out with a groin, might hurt some people's draft teams as... Courtney Dempsey is out with a hammy. Aaron Francis is out with a calf. I think some people jumped on him a couple of weeks back, so... That one hurts, especially in Supercoach Finals. And uh, your boy Darcy Parrish is getting a much-needed rest. Uh, well, they, they basically decided that he's wrapped up the rising star so they can give him a couple restings coming into the end of the year. They don't need to keep pushing him past his, <laughs> his red, red line limit. Well, let's hope that... For your sake, I hope you're correct. For other people's sake, I think he's just getting a normal, normal rest. Uh, Jake Long does make his debut this week, so that's exciting for the young man. And uh, on the Gold Coast Sun side, big news with Aaron Hall finally making his way back oh, into I the team. Oh, I thought you were going to say Keegan Brooksby for a second then. <laughs> Keegan Brooksby is lone Ruckman against uh, Lewenberger, which is a bit scary. They don't even have a big tall on the extended interchange bench, so he he will be probably lone Ruckman. I imagine Peter Wright will give him a bit of a chop out, but 
certainly a little interesting tactic there. Uh, as I said, Aaron Hall is definitely the big inclusion there, um, and hopefully he's going to come out and give everyone 250 points. Yep. Probably not uh, so much Supercoach-related at the moment. Adam Saad comes back in after... Um, quite an extended period through injury on the sidelines. That's actually really going to help the Suns with their drive out of the back line, which is something that um, they've been putting up a good fight lately, but they just haven't been able to get out of that pressure. And Adam Saab with the ball under his arm taking seven bounces is just going to help really kind of drive them forward. Yeah, especially like the looks of Saad when he's uh, kicking up the wing to Matt Rosa. They use the ball very well and link up well. So they'll be good to watch. I think... um, Suns, I think, are probably going to get over the line here, but I'm not sure Essendon want to win, so it's a bit bit of a dodgy call. Yeah, no, we'll take number one pick, thanks. Um, uh, Adam Sard kicking to Matt Rosa. Is, has there ever been uh, two separate injuries in one piece of play in, in the world because uh, that's a potential between those two? <laughs> You, you can say that again. I think, yeah, one one's leg might come off and knock the other one out, something like that. All right, we'll jump into the Dockers and the Crows. Um, Crows probably going to walk it over in uh, Domain Stadium. Um, a few inclusions, none of them really super coach relevant again. Um, Scotty Thompson, Harrison Wig, Mitch McGovern, and Jake Kelly on the Crows side. On the Dockers, Nick Subin, Matt Tabernard, Tendai, Mazungu, Connor Blakely, and Cameron Sutcliffe. Um, really nothing that exciting. Uh, Paul Seedsman out with a corked buttock. It was uh, nothing to do with the game's play. He picked it up during the week. wasn't even a training, I heard, which is uh, the interesting thing. It'll be interesting to see if Harrison Wig gets his uh, his first game uh, for the Crows, uh, running kind of half-back, def- uh, smallish defender. Um, absolutely racks it up in the kneeful, uh, the sandful. So I'm really, really hoping. I know I said this um, uh, with Menegola a couple weeks ago, Pistol. Harrison Wig, just extended bench, just kind of get used to what it's like traveling and being part of the side or whatnot. But just, can you not, you know, just not play? Just keep your price down for next just year. Just keep your price. Like, even if he plays two games, it's, he's up to like 200 grand. It just kills us. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I think the most interesting news from this game is that um, Sam Jacobs isn't back for Adelaide. So they're using Riley O'Brien in the ruck against Aaron Sandyland. Who? So that's going to be a uh, ruck contest of uh, the decade, I think. Who's Riley O'Brien? <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, yeah. Good to see Sandy back. Um, interesting to see if he goes on next year. Um, you know, considering that he had like basically half his lung removed. Yeah, I, I no. hope he does. <laughs> yeah. I hope uh, he plays with Fife because they're pretty great to watch. Although, although this is this is another side note. I read on the AFL website that Fife is planning to explore his free agency options or something at the end of 2017 when his contract. Yeah, that that reads to me is uh, Fife is going looking out for more money and will just use other people's bids to increase his own contract at, at the this, Dockers. This this is interesting. Can Essendon like swap their first round pick this year for Fife next year? You're not. You're not. He's not going to Essendon. He's quit Why dreaming. Who, straight, straight swap for Darcy Parish. What just, would you do? Nah, keep Dars. <laughs> 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 Jump into the Tigers and the Cats there, mate, before we get too sidetracked. Last game of the round, and what would you know, there is really no super coach relevant news. I guess Tom Ruggles makes his way back into the side, but it's also on the extended bench, so I'm not sure if he's actually going to be in. Mm-hmm. Other than that, 
it was a really very uninteresting uh, team lineup experience from us tonight, I think. So that's probably a good thing because no major changes is good news. But yeah, sorry about that. We can sit here and talk about <laughs> Todd Elton for the next half an hour if you want, guys, instead. Um, pick, pick 26, 2011 draft, I think it was, Pistol. And how many games has Todd Elton played since then? Is it two? I think it's two in 2012. He played twice, so he's yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. Long time no see. Remember him having a game for a while. Um, <laughs> another one. This is probably we talk about players uh, playing that we don't want to play. Someone that is helping us this year is Scott Silver's inclusion with the Cats because he's going to play a few games. He's going to put a few. Uh, numbers up hopefully put himself out of a price range he won't get another successive um you know 20 percent discount for not playing any games or whatever so it kind of wards off people picking him next year only for him to get injured it's like a safety mechanism that um scotty's got him in the side uh, got it got in the side just to mess with his price just so he uh, he doesn't have to uh be on the the lookout for teams next year pistol yeah, I actually heard that Cloak is doing the same tactic. That's why he keeps getting <laughs> drops. He's just lowering his price for next year. A couple of bad performances, you know, get his price down, primed for round one. And then it just go bang. It's that's he's, He actually can kick incredibly accurately. He's just doing it on purpose. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it's because he didn't have the robot glove or whatever it was. <laughs> actually, on back on the uh, Scott Selwood topic, I think he still will get a nice discount as well. So he's certainly one to watch next year. Um, that's. I think we'll come back to that in one of the questions we'll talk talk a bit about next year, I think. Yeah, cool. Um, we'll jump into some captaincy options, mate. It's, it's a little bit interesting this week. Um, we have not many standout uh, captains to choose from at the start of the week. It's going to be interesting uh, what kind of uh, VC and C options that we can jump into, mate. Yeah, it's going to be very tough. Looking at my team, I'm not confident. No one jumps out at me straight away. <laughs> Looking at your team... Okay, <laughs> looking at looking at the fixture, I'm not too confident with uh, a lot of the choices this week, especially in my own team. <laughs> um, from the first game, I'd probably say Bontempelli. Yeah, Bont's been on an absolute tear. This kid is just insane. The amount of numbers that he puts up, and the thing is, they put um, they put work into him last week, and not only that, he still put up a 130 score. He's so tall; he's pretty much untaggable. He goes forward; it's going to kick a goal on you. What do you do? Yeah, 133 last week, and they were putting work into him. That is just unheard of. And considering he's got Collingwood, Essendon, and Fremantle, he's going to be a really nice selection coming in through the the end of finals. Certainly. He's right up there. Um, I think we'll talk after captains. We'll just go through some Pendlebury replacement options if he is a laid out. I think we should cover that. But moving on to uh, the next game of Brisbane versus Carlton, any options there? Um, well, Brisbane versus Carlton is basically the same as anyone versus Essendon. Um, there's always captaincy options in there. I think I like Tommy Rockliffe. Tom- Tommy Rockliffe hasn't been great since returning from injury, but since he has returned from injury, he put up a 204. You know, yeah, he's, he's, he's also, been solid. Like against the Blues, um, previously he's put up 145, 182, something like that. He's on in decent form at the moment, um, put up 120 on the weekend. VC, just sound, look, take a punt. Yeah, if you have Rockliffe, go Rockliffe. If you want another Brisbane player, I think Zorko could do uh, a little, quite well. And maybe even Stefan Martin. But that's 
quite risky. <laughs> yeah, quite risky with the uh, the Archie Smith situation, but I don't think it's going to impact too much. Hawthorne, North Melbourne, you could probably only really think of uh, maybe a Goldstein uh, if you're thinking that he's going to keep uh, his recent form pistol. Yeah, especially Hawks, Ruckman aren't the greatest at stopping points, so Goldstein probably also get quite a few hitouts. Uh, it's against the reigning premiers. Hitouts to advantage might be hard to come by, but yeah. It's certainly a solid option. It's averaging 111. Gold Coast, West Coast Eagles is probably going to be a fairly close, tight game. Um, their midfield sort of uh, work in nice and tight and then spread out They're similar to each other. Um, I'm not sure I could trust anyone in a game uh, between these two, even if you've got like a, a Pritis or a Ward or something like that. I think there's probably better options as a VC um, with like the, the Saints and Sydney coming up next. Yeah, I'd, I'd skip it completely that game. Yeah, um, so Saints Sydney, um, Jack Stevens been uh, playing well. They've been he's also been getting some work. Hannah's coming off one thirty six, Parker one twenty seven, and uh, we know exactly how JPK's been going. He's been on an absolute tear, um, so he's another option as well. Basically, you could just uh, flip a coin between uh, the the Sydney midfielders this week. Yeah, if I had to do my own order, I'd do JPK Parker Hannabury in that yeah. order. Yeah, Hannah's is still. Uh, uh, struggling to get a hold of his nose candy, I think. Um, so we'll jump into uh, the next game, uh, Port Adelaide and Melbourne. This is going to be interesting because uh, my number one captaincy option this week is Big Maxi Gorn. Yeah, certainly. I, you can't look past him. There's no one in that game that's a better option. The, the, the reason uh, we're talking about um, we should have left um, Lobie at home for, for the, the Port-Melbourne game, uh, but it's interesting to note that Gorn played Port earlier in the season and it had 167 uh, on them there on Trengrove, so that they're probably just trying to counter um, Gorn this time around. You can't stop the big man. There's nothing you can do. they just got to cop it. He's going to score well. It's good for everyone yeah. that has him and sucks for those that don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'm definitely going to make him my captaincy option. I'll pop a VC somewhere. Um, other captaincy options, uh, Essendon and Gold Coast, you could uh, pop it on. Zachy Merritt, he's been uh, going well with their pistol. Um, he's going to lead them out as captain, I believe. Yeah, one of the youngest uh, youngest captains since Tim Watson. He's a great leader, great pickup for a, a late 20s selection in the draft. Um, anyone else you're liking towards the end of the game? You've got Frio and Adelaide for a Rory Sloan uh, right at the end of the week. Yeah, Rory Sloan. I think we just missed the uh, Richmond-Geelong game. Which no, there's no can... one relevant. Oh. <laughs> what about, let's say, Dangerfield? Don't give Houston more airtime. We've talked about this pre-pod. You, you're not going to make a big Dangerfield your, your C? Uh, we, we should probably uh, alert the community to the fact that Houston won't answer my phone calls for the last two or three weeks trying to coerce me into down, uh, to uh, bringing danger into the team. He, he's giving me the silent treatment until it forces me to see the light, but I'll, I'm just resisting. I'll just It's too much fun. Let's see uh, if Pendlebury's out. You might not have a choice. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, one trade left over, 140k in the bank. I might just go straight to danger. I think Dustin Martin's in incredible form I think is also an option that shouldn't be overlooked the Brownlow favourites going head to head on the uh, Sunday clash uh, Selwood and Dangerfield no Dusty and Dangerfield <laughs> fair enough Selwood yeah, no, can't I... win it Selwood can't win it only picking up twos every week oh, I don't think anyone's going to get close to Dangerfield yeah Danger's got it by I think it's race over anyway straight. 
Um, they, uh, so top options, uh, VC, probably a Rockcliffe or a JPK, and uh, captaincy options, a Maxi Gorn, uh, a Sloan, and a Dangerfield. You happy with that? Yep, certainly happy. If people want to play it really late for some strategy in their um, their finals, maybe you could consider Zach Merritt into Sloan. I think there's a 10-minute window or something like that, which will give you some decent options, and I think they'll be quite unique because they're so late in the week. Yeah, cool. All right, we might as well jump into uh, some of the questions on the Dr. Supercoach Facebook page. We sent the call out as we do absolutely every week trying to get uh, some good questions from the community. And uh, I like to just literally refresh the page during the middle of the pod and just see what the community pops up so that we have to think on our feet here, Pistol. I'm going to shoot you one straight away and I want you to just instinctively give me... Just the, uh, the the quickest answer, the the safest answer that you think is the right answer. All right. Okay. I don't like the sounds of that, but let's get to it. <laughs> okay. Paul Mortman. Love you, Paul. You've been uh, on the pod a few times. Riffing score last week that saw me straight through to all my prelims. Should I play golf or tender this weekend? <laughs> um, probably golf because you'll have uh, more of a chance of scoring. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh. happy I came up with it. What, what's harder? That was a pretty good one. Into, well done. What's, yeah, what's harder to get it in the hole anyway? Um, Please, bit, bit far. <laughs> Keep it PG. Richard Berry, three trades left. Elimination final, full primo with Pendles, Hall, and Steph Martin. What to do? Pendles to Bont or JPK if he's out. Hall to Dalhouse. Martin to Goldie. Even if Martin is named, assumed Archie Smith is, what will Martin do score-wise? Well, the question was pretty much covered because all those players that he said, they're all in. Yep. Um, um, well, maybe we should talk about if Pendles is uh, out, what to do. Which, okay. Um, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll, give you, I'll rephrase the question. If Pendles is out, laid out, Bont or JPK and why? Okay. I'd, I'd take Bont just based on the fixture, which you previously mentioned, is Collingwood, Essendon, Fremantle. Yeah, they need cool. to win games. They don't have players to bring back because everyone's injured, so he's going to play. Um, I'd say no chance of resting, and he's in amazing form. Other than that, JPK, if you've already got Bont, surely you don't have JPK as well. He's also in incredible form. Um, I'd look to get both of them in. I think they're the most two informed midfielders or so. Yeah, absolutely killing it. Um, Paul Pazitsi. Looking forward to next season. We're going to have unbelievable value. I agree with that, especially in the midfield. Beams, Heppel, O'Meara, Fife at a discount. Well, I'm not sure that Heppel will get a discount. Like I, I, not, I don't think that you're going to get the 30% discount for doing drugs. Um, would it be a bad strategy to start with them all considering, considering risk of re-injury? Um, I think it's probably not a good idea to start with them all just because for every mid-pricer, for example, O'Meara is highly, you'd say, quite unlikely to get to you know that 110 mark you'd want in your midfield. Every time you pick a mid-pricer, you need to use up another trade to be able to get them to a full primo. So you need to make sure that you don't overdo it with the mid-prices. I mean, this if you have so much value, you're going to end up with um, wasted money either on your bench or like leftover money. So yeah, I'd, I'd still pick the guns that you think are going to score the best and then maybe one or two value picks probably not an entire midfield worth of value picks nah Paul risk it for the biscuit don't listen to Pistol <laughs> <laughs> well Beams is tell me the last time Beams has played a full season basically you want him to come out and 
score well in maybe the first eight to ten rounds so that when he gets injured, he's at least made you 100K and you can move him on to someone. Um, Heppel, I wouldn't think, would get a, a discount um, from yeah. taking the year off. And so he's, pro- he's probably going to take a little bit of time to get back into the swing of things, so I probably wouldn't be starting with him. O'Meara needs to have a full preseason. You cannot pick him to start next year without a preseason. It's like Brad Crouch this year. Everyone was jumping on 300K for Amira. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. Doesn't play, bugger all, for the first half of the season, dealing with injury and form and things like that. And Fife played something like three, between three and five games or something like that, so he's not going to get a considerable discount either. And considering he's had the injury, injury to the same spot of his, his body two seasons in a row, it's, it's pretty significant that... Um, he might have to change the way he plays to look after his body a bit more. Yeah, I think O'Meara, considering he was 300k, he didn't play again. Uh, you know, he's going to be down around the 200k mark. I'd probably take O'Meara if he if he's named in round one. I'd I'd pick him. Heppel, I also don't think he's going to get a discount, so wouldn't wouldn't pick him. Beams, just too much of a injury risk. He, I know he's got the scoring potential, but so do you know half a dozen other players who don't have an injury risk and. Fife, it really depends on what what he comes in at. I I, don't, I wouldn't pay above probably five fifty for K for for Fife. Um, I think he'd have to be around the five hundred K mark for me to be tempted. Otherwise, I'd wait and see and grab him unless Fremantle's draw is so amazing, which it could be because they're going to finish at the bottom of the ladder that he might be uh, necessary from the beginning. But probably more of a wait and see for me. Yeah, I'm along those lines. Uh, he also says, uh, who are our DPP options going to be next year in the forward line, assuming that Merritt, Dusty and Montagna will get their forward eligibility taken away? Um, DPP options in the forward line, that's going to be I, pretty I think Dalhouse is, is going to lose his as well, for sure. Yeah, no, he definitely will. So that is going to be a bit of a stretch. I think Montagna... He'll be a defender. Will defender, definitely. So... Jeez, that's a tough one to answer off the top of my head. Robbie, um, Robbie Gray's one that jumps out to me is probably picking up forward status again. Yeah, I can't really think of many others that are also going to. Um, Toby Green probably will retain it. Um, I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting, the kind of uh, players that um, the the Aaron Halls and the Toby Greens that we didn't want to pick this year because if we had we had so many options are going to be the standout options to start next season. They might not even be. If you've got the key forwards delivering the goods, I mean, maybe it's going to be a key forward type of year if there just isn't those DPP options. Exactly right. Jared Waits absolutely bring it at home after <laughs> his great start. <laughs> um, do, do you want to ask a question to me, see if I can get the, uh, the, the brain pumping out some good answers, mate? All right, I've got to open the, the Facebook over here. Um, <laughs> right. I, got, I, was... I got one. Go, go, um, go. Taylor Lyon says, should I have burritos or tacos for dinner? Tacos. All right, that was a quick one. Anton yeah. Werner says, will my phone insurance cover fantasy football damage or should I give up on Supercoach forever? <laughs> no, you don't give up on Supercoach. You back yourself up, you pick yourself up off the ground and you get ready. You start your preseason early. You start reading about these rookies that are going to be coming through the draft next year and starting to get keen and excited because at this point of the year, if you like Pistol and me outside of the eight and no trades left, you need something to get excited about. I think... Um I should read the questions before I ask them next time because I managed to go two in a row without a proper question. So, <laughs> so I've got one here for you. Uh, go. Damico says, with Sam Jacobs out, is Archie Smith a good downgrade in order to upgrade Marcus Adams to JJ? 
Why not? Like, assuming that Archie Smith is not going to be playing on ground, like, you, you wouldn't be saying downgrading someone to Archie Smith that is on ground. Like, you wouldn't be just downgrading um, a, a fielded play. It's going to be like a Naismith or something that's on the bench. And Marcus Adams not playing to JJ, who's a bit of a wild card that could pump out a 120 just out of nowhere if he gets good game time, maybe even some more midfield time now that they've lost a few uh, inner mids. Um, I think that's a great option. What if he's saying downgrading Sam Jacobs to Archie Smith? No way. Nah. Okay. <laughs> nah. Um, so Brody Searle asks, if Pendlebury doesn't get named and it's a must-win game, would you trade? I have two trades left. And Ryan Steele added, I've got the same situation with one trade. Yeah, love this question, Brody. Um, if Pendles doesn't get named and you're either going for rank or you're in an el- elimination final in your league, you're basically forced into trading Pendles. At some point... If you hold on to that trade and then you get knocked out, it's kind of pointless, isn't it? You kind of you've got to put your best foot forward, and if you have to risk the next couple of weeks with no trades, you know you've you've really got to get a bearing on what you think is going to happen this week. If you're coming up against um, the number one team that got upset in uh, one of the the qualifying finals last week, and you really need to to do everything you can to to knock them off in this elimination week you kind of have to force that trade. You have to pick up a Bont. You have to pick up a JPK. You have to pick up um, these kind of guys to try and make up for it, particularly if they do have pendles. Um, it's it, it, You need to side-by-side uh, side assess the teams, see what you are going to score. And in that case, um, I, I would definitely be trading pendles. Yeah, if it's a must-win game, then you must trade. If you're just going for overall, you have no other... Um, problems. I think if you do have cover, maybe Tom Phillips, you could get away with holding just for one week because if his name is probably not going to miss two weeks, um, in which case that might be okay. But yeah, in any sort of game situation that you need to win, just trade him out. Yeah. Uh, Shame and Wanderer says, who should I feel out of Carriage, Naismith, or Markov? Carriage. Carriage playing Brisbane. Yep. That's Done. quick, quick, easy call. Um, yep. Stephen Adams says... Pendles to Parker or Rocky? Oh, I love me some Rocky Road. <laughs> and how do you feel about him playing Cats in next week, round 22? Nah, it's Rocky. I, th- I think once he gets on a bit of a run, he'll be right to go. Uh, averaging 115 off his last five, 118 off his last three. He's going to put up big numbers against Carlton this week. I'd when Rocky's on a roll, it doesn't matter. All right. There we go. Nice yep. and easy, easy one there for you. Um, I actually tend to agree as well, although, I, yeah, it's it's tough. Like Most it's people already question. have Parker, put it that way. I think it is um, true. Parker's in quite a significant amount of teams anyway. I think, just look it up, 44% uh, of teams anyway. Um, Tyson, Harry Rowling says, which one would you pick between Crips, Sloan, Bont or Hanbury? Bont. Bont yeah. for me as well. Yeah, Bont, Bont and Sloan are probably the two standouts of that. Hannes has been scoring great, but I'm not sure if you can really trust him as of late. And Cripps is just that next level down. He's going to be great for the next 10 years, but he's probably not at the right level just yet. Uh, Thomas Clune says, JJ versus Boyd, which one? J- 
JJ just just for his pure um, line breaking speed and his his ability to always find himself at the right spots in crucial points in games. Well, I'll say Boyd just because he's been biggest scorer this year, and I think uh, nice draw to the to the end. Not gonna, I don't think any of these players are going to get rested because they can't afford it. Um, in which case, just go for the person averaging more. All right, that pretty much wraps everything up. Yeah, I think um, that's pretty good for those of you who donated to the charity during the week. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. We are just shy of $1,200 at the moment, which is a massive achievement. So looking forward to the next couple of weeks, and hopefully we can uh, pump it up a little bit, um, especially with uh, Chino Chizo's uh, Donate for Donuts, yeah. um, which has gone surprisingly well for him, but... You never Wait, know what's going to happen. What are you up to? What are you putting in for your donut? Have you lost count? Oh, I've I put in a dollar for every donut, and I've already donated fifty. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm already up there. Oh, great! Love to be back on the pod there with Pistol. It was uh, nice having a rest last week, just uh, recuperating, getting some extra run in the legs, so we can uh, hit the final stretch. Pretty much, and for those playing um, fantasy Premier League, which starts on this weekend. Um, I put up a post earlier in the week to say join our league. Uh, you can try beat me. I know you won't, so that's okay. But I'll put it up again tomorrow just right before it starts and uh, you can have a crack and, yeah, don't cry when you lose. Yeah, just a disclaimer, that's the last time I'll ever let Pistol talk about soccer on the podcast. Yeah, I don't plan on doing it ever again. But <laughs> just wanted to <laughs> – just need to get it out there. All right, mate. I'm going to sign off. Make sure you get a hold of uh, Houston on the uh, Twitter feed. Let him know he's uh, been no good for shirking the podcast again. We keep trying to call him, but he just doesn't answer. Um, I think I might just have to trade in Dangerfield for the uh, the improvement of the community. <laughs> I think you might just have to bite the bullet. <laughs> All right. Catch you, Pistol. See you later. See you, guys.